CFL teams trying to take care of their own business today. A lot of them are having trouble taking care of their own business. Some are taking care of other teams' business and signing other teams' players. That includes the Edmonton Eskimos. Nothing official still, Dave, but there are more reports that the Eskimos have become pretty much the most active team in free agency today. Yes, indeed. Uh, looks like they're getting closer to signing receiver Greg Ellingson. Uh, looks like, uh, here's a name, Jovan Santos Knox. Looks like he's coming over from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to the Edmonton Eskimos. And a guy, I mean, when we, we call games... It, you see number 45, Santos Knox, everywhere on the football field. And talks are continuing with quarterback Trevor Harris, but nothing uh, nothing yet as far as an official deal. And uh, reportedly, the Eskimos have signed left tackle, one of the best in the league, Sir Vincent Rogers, and uh, middle linebacker Larry Dean. All right, so the Eskimos obviously with uh, some money to spend after losing Mike Riley and the money they had budgeting uh, had been budgeting for him. They're starting to spread it around. Blake Dermott, our uh, football analyst on broadcast joins us now. Hey, Blake, how are you? I'm, I'm fine, guys. Uh, free agency is a little different now than it was in your day, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say. I don't even know if there was much of free agency back then, but uh, I, did I did I also hear, hear that Grimes has gone to BC as well? Looks like it, yeah. yeah. It looks like Aaron Grimes. That has not been announced yet, but that are that is the strong indication that Aaron Grimes has uh, left to go to the BC Lions. Again, similar situation to, to Riley. I mean, he's he lives in Seattle. His family's in that area, so uh, he's going to play close to home as well. Um, and and going home to play is not the only reason. I know a lot of people on our text line are saying uh, he made no mention of going home. Mike Riley did in the news release. Uh, he made mention of uh, rejoining Ed Hervey and going to a team that he feels has a chance to win a Grey Cup, which is true because Mike Riley plays for them. Wherever he goes, they've got a chance to win a Grey Cup. So that is uh, that is part of it as well. Um, interesting interesting day, Blake. Uh, we As I said, we nothing official yet, but it looks like... Uh, that uh, Brock Sunderland has taken that money that he had in uh, the bank for Mike Riley, and he's spread it around, and he's been he's been very active, which I guess is what he has to do. You know, there, there's a, the, the thing is, is uh, we've never seen this big of a uh, a big of a, a smorgasbord or buffet for the the general managers. Like the, over two was it two hundred guys that were pending free agents mm-hmm. uh, going into this. That is. Uh, that is a, a a big wish list for a lot of guys to go out if you've got the if you've got the cap space to go out there and fill in a bunch of holes and and the, I guess the biggest thing is is that we all know how it works. Uh, successful teams are are not just built on the best players; they're built on guys that fit within the locker room and do really well. And sometimes that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best players, but. But uh, you have an opportunity to go and pick and choose with some awfully good players that uh, you, you, you probably know an awful lot about. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the, Eskimos, uh, the Eskimos lost Ricky Ray at one point, and then the Eskimos won a great cup not that long after that. And now the Eskimos have lost Mike, Mike Riley, and, and uh, uh, this isn't all gloom and doom. Um, there is some, some talented players that are out there, and if you surround yourself, make the team stronger, then somebody with that is a, a lesser ability can come in and probably have similar success. So, so this isn't a terrible thing for the Eskimos. This this may be the best thing. And at some point, you're going to have to turn the page anyway, right? And not that you know you you want to shove Mike Riley out the door, and that's not what happened here. But you know, talking to Natea Jay, talking to Ryan King, saying we're going to miss this guy in our locker room. We're going to miss him in our community. We're of course going to miss him on the field. But it's a chance for a core to come together, a new core with new players coming in. And you know, the, the concern is how do they fit in the locker room and how they fit on the field. And that's for Jason Moss to figure that out and the rest of the coaching staff. But the go forward with a blank slate is kind of exciting to these guys too. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like, it's a, there's an awful lot of unknowns. And, and I thought that when J.C. Sherritt retired. And so, you know, and I, I remember sitting there in the, in the broadcast with, with you guys talking about what I thought was, was a relative lack of uh, leadership with the Eskimos last year. They didn't, they didn't have enough guys that were leaders. And now you've lost two of your, well, your two leaders, one on offense, one on defense. You've lost those two guys. So now they have to find those leaders. Maybe this is an opportunity, maybe because those guys carried so much weight that other players were, you know, I, I guess uh, didn't feel comfortable stepping up and being a, a guy. But now they have to. Somebody's going to have to fill that void. And, uh, and this could be an exciting new chapter for the Eskimos. This is going to uh, certainly going to be different. You know, uh, Coach Moss will say this. It's not going to change the way they run their offense, but it will change the way they run their offense because they don't have Mike Riley there. And and maybe that's for the better. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need it a little bit more balanced and, and, uh, and forcing them to have to run the ball a little bit more and, and making it more difficult for teams to tee off and just come after Mike Riley because he sit, sits in the pocket and hangs on to the ball so long. And, and the fact that he's 34 years old, it's, it's one of those things that this is, was going to come to an end at some point and was going to come to an end not that far from now, and maybe this is a good time to, to take that step. Certainly, you kind of alluded to it. It's going to be uh, with all these new faces. It's definitely, and, and especially at the leadership uh, role, it's going to be uh, a challenge for the coaching staff this year. Yeah, they've got to, you know, they'll identify that really quickly um, in training camp. They'll be able to identify who the leaders are. And, and, and those guys will typically, you know, that stuff just all uh, brings itself to the surface. Uh, and uh, you'll identify, players will know who the leaders are. Players will know who the guys are that they, they can follow and who can, they can trust. And that, that always uh, uh, um, comes to the surface pretty quickly in the locker room. So I guess we sit and wait. Uh, the biggest decision still has to come, uh, the quarterback spot. And there's all sorts of rumors about uh, Trevor Harris, and there was uh, thoughts of uh, Jonathan Jennings as well. And that's the decision that hasn't really been out there yet. Uh, and that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest card that has to fall for the Eskimos still. Well, have we heard anything about Bo yet? Has he? No. Uh, the, I was very quiet, actually, with Bo. I was reading on the, <laughs> reading as much as I could here, and they were saying that Calgary, if Calgary didn't know by noon, then they would have to go after a different strategy. Uh, yeah, and there's and concern, too, that the I think from the Stampeder side of things that they don't want to pay the top dollar that Bo's asking for. So the Riders and the Argos seem to be coming in more into focus as far as maybe being front-runners. Can you imagine Bo Levi Mitchell wearing green and white? <laughs> that would be yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> and, well, they, they, you know, when you when you think about uh, their, their situation, who they got to go after, they they would be in a, a very difficult situation with the quarterback because uh, after Bo, they don't have a whole lot. You know, I mean, you can look at the Eskimos and say, well, after, after Riley, who do you have? Well, you have a guy who uh, sits in the, in, the, in the top four in CFL history for throwing touchdowns, albeit old, but uh, there's an awful lot of old quarterbacks being able to play now with rule changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they're in, a, they're in a different situation than, than Edmonton is even uh, with, with Kevin Glenn. You know, uh, if, if, if they had to bring Kevin Glenn back, um, he, he, he's a guy that could go out there and manage a game. And, uh, but he would certainly need the help around him, which, of course, which is what Brock Sunderland has been doing is, is give, adding the pieces that are the support pieces to, to this group that they probably lacked last year so you know he's building a pretty good foundation for whoever comes into that that key position at quarterback all right blake thanks for your time i appreciate it. we might talk later on today 
Okay, guys. Great stuff. That is our analyst, uh, Blake Derma. That's it for now. We're going to head into uh, Oilers now coming up uh, after the news at noon. And we'll be back at uh, 2.30, actually at 2 o'clock. And then at 2.30, we'll have the news conference from Vancouver with the BC Lions, uh, Mike Riley and Ed Hervey. Thanks for being with us. My name is Morley Scott for Dave Campbell. News is coming up.